Who do you want to be as a leader? What are the blind spots you're missing? If you had a magic wand and you could change anything about your workplace, what would you do with it? These are the kinds of questions we explore on Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt. I'm a keynote speaker, emotional intelligence coach, and leadership trainer who partners with executives and emerging leaders who want to achieve extraordinary results for themselves and their organizations. You're in the right place if you're ready to cultivate the self-awareness to be the leader you were born to be. Let's go on this journey together. Welcome to Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt, and today is going to be another solo episode. Today, I would like to talk to you about how to cultivate more self-compassion. This is a topic that shows up all the time with the leaders that I coach, that I train. And it's something that unfortunately happens is a challenge way too often for leaders And especially I find leaders who have tons of empathy and compassion for others, yet don't have that same self-compassion, self-regard for themselves. So I'll start by expanding on what do I mean when it comes to self-compassion and self-regard. So you might have noticed that all day long you go through your day and there's a voice in your head. It's this internal narrative that is talking. It can be very busy, has a lot to say for itself. And sometimes that voice can be positive and empowering and curious and be asking questions and talking about what's happening. But for a lot of people, that voice in their head, that inner narrative is sometimes referred to as the inner critic and that inner critic, we can also talk about it like a saboteur has some sabotaging behaviors, some sabotaging thoughts that are going on through the day. And one of the things I like to say to people is, would you talk to yourself the way you would talk to somebody you love? And quite often, the resounding answer is no, I would have no friends if I spoke to people the way that this voice talks to me on a daily basis. And you know, how did this voice get created? This voice got created over years through conditioning and conditioning can happen through family of origin, uh, friends, other family members, uh, teachers, society, culture. So sometimes that voice in your head, when you hear that voice talking, if you actually stop and get curious, it's actually not really your voice. It's the voice of many people over the years, all put into this persona, but it's speaking to you like that throughout the day. And this voice can be really harsh. It can be really mean. It can be really disempowering. And so I want to talk to you today around What does it look like to give yourself more self-compassion and grace and talk to you about some of the uh, things you could have in your toolkit, some of the actions, and then just talk a little bit more around how I see this manifesting. So one of the things that I always encourage is just starting off by noticing, by building that awareness and paying attention to like how what is that voice? Like, how is it speaking to me all the time? Because some people, when I ask them that question, they say, you know, I'm I'm not really sure. I haven't really paid that close attention. And then when they start to pay more close attention, 
they are shocked. <laughs> they are shocked by that voice and how it's speaking to them throughout the day. So start, a, start off by just listening and showing up from a place of curiosity. And then as you start to get more curiosity and, and listening and paying attention to that voice, ask yourself, is it true? Is what I'm saying, is that voice in my head, is it really, is it true? Or is it just, I have these thoughts that are going and this loop, this pattern that's going around over and over and over again, that's like this recording and the same recording plays over and over again. That's a voice that's some disempowering narrative. And this is an opportunity to start to shift it, to start to change it until you become aware you can't start to change it, but this is the beautiful thing. You're starting to become aware. You're noticing the voice and you're starting to shift. You're asking yourself, how are some different ways you could start speaking to yourself? And one of the things I say is like, what does it look like to show a little bit more love when this voice starts to show up again, this is conditioning over time. Sometimes this is a part of you that is your inner child. It's a, it's a voice that's been there for a long time and uh, it was created to keep you safe and it's no longer serving you. So what does it look like to notice the voice and say, Hey, that doesn't sound like me. It sounds like you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. What do you need right now? What would it look like for me to tell you you're okay? Everything's going to be okay. And what would it look like to also have the mantra that it's more about progress over perfection. So my experience is a lot of the leaders that I talk to when they notice this voice and I say to them, I'm curious, would you talk the same way to your team, to your peers, to your children, to your significant other, to your boss? And the response again is no, absolutely. I would not. And so they don't have those same expectations for others Yet, why do they have those same expectations, those sp specific expectations for themselves? So when you start to tune into more self-compassion and grace, when this voice starts showing up and is getting into perfectionist mode and having such high expectations and putting pressure on yourself, you can start to ask yourself, well, actually, is that really true? And is that serving me? And would I speak to others? Would I give that same advice that voice is giving to me in my head to other people that I care about? As you start to build this self-compassion muscle and having more grace, what starts to happen is that you start to take better care of yourself and you start to prioritize self-care as well. So if you're going to have more self-compassion, that also has to manifest in you taking better care of yourself. And that means taking better care of yourself in terms of your minds, your body, and your soul. What does it look like to put yourself first, to prioritize taking care of yourself? And I know when I talk to some leaders about this, the first thing they say is, well, that feels really selfish. Again, whose voice is that? Because as we know, if you don't take good care of yourself, you can't possibly take as good care of others. So what does it look like to make self-care self a priority, make it something that you're committed to doing in service of being able to show up more powerfully for yourself 
and for others. Also, my experience is you start to be able to build your self-compassion when you create more space and stillness to reconnect with yourself. And in this world that is 24-7, is go, 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 we have so much action, there isn't a lot of time to be able to reflect, to ask yourself what's going on. What does it look like to give myself more love, to show up with more love? And you start to be able to hear those answers and tune into it when you create more spaciousness, when you create more time for stillness. And that doesn't have to be a lot of time. That could be giving yourself 15 to 20 minutes a day. And that might look like having some meditation in the morning, having some meditation in the evening, having some time out in nature where you're just walking around and getting curious around what's showing up for you. Another practice that I suggest with a lot of my clients is to get into the habit of journaling. And this isn't so much about journaling, having to have a practice that every day that you have to pick up your journal and be writing things. It's more that your journal can be used for a place of curiosity. When you start to notice that you're triggered, when you start to notice that your voice isn't speaking as kindly to yourself, writing it down and then asking yourself, Hey, what's going on? What am I noticing right now? What's this pattern that I want to break? The more you are journaling, the more you get curious, the more you get introspective around these different patterns, these different behaviors that aren't serving you, the more you can shift them and you can create new patterns. That's the wonderful aspect we've learned with everything around neuroscience is that we can retrain our brain. We can create new neuro pathways. And if we want to create new neuro pathways, we have to remove the old patterns and create new patterns that are more empowering. So as you start to notice this internal narrative, you start to become more conscious of, I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. If this voice is negative and being negative to me, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause and I'm going to reframe in that moment and speak to myself differently. This doesn't mean when you're being positive that you're not looking for ways to learn and grow and ask yourself when things didn't go well, what could I have done differently? What was happening in for myself that made me show up in this way? Um, what behaviors might have been happening there that weren't serving me? And the part that I also hear with a lot of the leaders that I work with is because they are ambitious, because they are high performers, because they are driven, there's this belief that if they stop talking to themselves like this, that they won't be pushing themselves the way they won't be working as hard, they won't be getting the same results. I'm here to tell you that that is completely false. That is not the case. That is not going to happen at all. It's again, you've created this narrative to try to keep yourself safe. And there's this belief that, well, you know, I have learned to push myself. So speaking to myself like that gets me moving. You can still get yourself moving by speaking kindly to yourself. You're not going to all of a sudden wake up and say, I am lazy. I am no longer driven. I don't have any goals. I don't care about anything. I promise you that will not happen. It's just, you're going to be taking action from a different place. It's going to be coming from inspired action. 
you can be loving and kind to yourself and continue to hit all of your goals, all of your targets. It's just going to feel really different. You're going to actually get to feel a sense of fulfillment instead of feeling bad about yourself, instead of feeling insecure, instead of feeling like you are not enough, like you are not worthy. Self-compassion is you really accepting yourself as you are. That means all parts of yourself, your uh, beautiful aspects. And what we might describe as not necessarily you're beautiful, but some people talk about the shadow things to be human is to be imperfectly imperfect. And there are going to be aspects of yourself that you don't enjoy as much, but that's what makes you, you, that's what makes you unique. And so it's accepting all parts of yourself. And the more you accept that all parts of yourself, the more that freedom leads to you being able to connect even more powerfully to the people around you. My reminder for you is when you do this, you model this for others. If you're wanting your kids to care about themselves, to have self-love, to have self-compassion, to be kind to themselves, you have to model that for them. They have to see you feeling the same way. They have to see you giving yourself space to make mistakes, to have that growth mindset, and to remember that you were put on this earth to love and to be loved. You are worthy of that. And it starts with having self-compassion. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And I would love if you did a review on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the more this podcast gets to get in front of a bigger audience. And as always, I love hearing from you. Let me know what resonated most for you in this episode. What do you want to hear more of? And wherever you are in the world, I'm saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm sending tons of love. See you again soon. Bye-bye. Please remember that meaningful change requires space and grace. Practice self-compassion and become the ripple. As you transform yourself, you transform your workplace and the people around you.